I could just post my videos and let it go viral and not go on the news and stuff, but I don't because I want people to understand me and my message. Which is, I am an attention whore. <laughs> from the smallest room in New York I want City. as much press coverage for my stupid act humanly possible. It's a show that gives you a reason to live. A convicted killer is accused of stealing $1.2 million from the estate of a dead old lady by forging her will. 51-year-old John DeRowney had served time for the 1984 murder of a jeweler. But he got out in 2007, and ladies accused of robbing, described here as a tenant, died in November. Court papers say he listed himself as the executor of her will, made himself the primary benefactor. Why wouldn't he? Most of her estate went to him. He's also the one to have found her body. Hmm. His lawyer noted, for the record, he isn't charged in her death. He pleaded not guilty, as one does. Joining me now, Clayton Fletcher. Clayton, uh, have you ever considered not just cheating in a poker game, but outright cheating somebody out of their life? You know, uh, savings. I have not. No, I, I don't think that I would do that under any circumstances. Uh, but yeah, you know, the lawyer. The best part of this story is the lawyer. Just to make sure, I redirect everyone's attention to the fact that this man is not charged with the murder. All right, <laughs> let's just focus on that right now. Okay, this is such a slick lawyer. Hey, everybody, what did you say? He tried to steal all of her money. Okay, let's be clear. This man is not accused <laughs> of the murder or attempted murder. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it almost seems. Uh, Worse to, to bring up the killing, <laughs> yeah, to bring up the murder. Yeah, uh, it, it's because it's like, well, hell, nobody even thought of that. Yeah, why like, are you bringing that up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he found her body. She was eighty-four. It says, "Is that what I'm? Did I read that right? Yeah, 84. she's eighty-four years old. And uh, I mean, you know, who do you charge in the, for the murder? You know, that's life. Yeah, you've made it that long." You're you're good. That's that's an that's a ripe old age. Easy to die at that age. Father time always wins. <laughs> Father time is accused, <laughs> charged with her death. Yeah. One point two million is um, that's uh, I guess that's that's hefty. I mean that's uh, it's it's I don't know. I mean, how far does one point two million go? Uh, do you risk going to prison? For you know a long period of time, and he's already been to prison because he's he's he is an accused murderer. Yeah, he well he's a, a convicted murderer. A convi- that's a man, a convicted yeah. murderer. So he doesn't want to he doesn't want to go back to prison, but yeah. he does want to start his life after prison with a nice little one point two million dollar nest egg. <laughs> yeah, he got out in two thousand seven, as we said, and and he's accused of robbing this lady who was described as a tenant. Now I was. Uh, Curious about that because uh, it doesn't really elaborate. Is this guy a, a property owner or is he? Uh, I mean, is he? Did he become like a super a handyman or something? Uh, yeah, is he a building manager? Is it his tenant? Yeah. So I mean, I, I suppose a convicted killer would, in some ways, make a very good security property manager. <laughs> kind of, you know, if that's he could do do uh, wear a lot of hats around there. Yeah. You know, in yeah. case somebody needs some, you know, crack. Yeah. Uh, made uh, out of uh, what? What do you make crack out of? I'm not sure, but I think it smells bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a chemical process that's not too pleasant to smell. Mm. Yeah. And I you, think you know what else smells bad? Dead old ladies. Dead old ladies, 84. <laughs> 84-year-old dead ladies don't yeah. smell so great either. Yeah. I think as a property, a property manager who is also a convicted killer would probably have less trouble collecting rent. Yes. Right? <laughs> to say, listen, I want you to pay your rent on time. The first of the month, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't make me come for you. It's look. It it really is better for everybody. <laughs> he he murdered a jeweler. Now, I just now noticed for the first time the first three letters of jeweler. Mm, yeah, and mm. uh, I that, I wonder if that's a uh, one of those strange accidents. <laughs> one of those strange, you know, just like a a, a circumstance of of. Fate, coincidence. I feel like or, we can't talk about this without Nate. It's <laughs> good right. senior Jew correspondent. <laughs> senior jeweler, <laughs> Nate Fritzen. Yeah, we could use his commentary right now. He'll be on uh, an upcoming episode very soon, in fact, and uh, happy to have him back. We'll also be talking to Jim Polk in the very near future, right. I'm sure. Uh, Clayton, one of the, man, the very few um, 
comedians who I have on the show who is also a fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, I love the show. So, so for someone to to reference, uh, it takes me uh, it, yeah. t- it takes me back a little bit. I saw bit, that threw you off a little. <laughs> like, this guy knows who Nate is. I know Nate. I, I know the show, man. I love what you do. I think this show is great. We need more podcasts that are comedic, but mm. not about comedy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, but less. Everybody keeps sucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good podcasts out there. And I'm sure there's a lot that are like very, you know, uh, strongly focused on a certain topic, but it's, uh, no, but for, for every one of those, <laughs> there's a, well, there's your podcast, for yeah. instance. I, I know you're briefly on hiatus right now, but yeah. you do it with Al Martin at the Broadway Comedy Club. Broadway Comedy Club Radio. And he's built a studio there, which yeah. rocks. Yeah, it's a great studio. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not the smallest room in New York City. Uh, but it, it might be the second or third smallest. It's in the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the name of your show? Broadway Comedy Club Radio. Yeah, you mentioned that. I'm sorry. Just now you said that. Yeah. Broadway so Comedy Club Radio. We interview famous comedians like Amy Schumer, Pauly Shore, Pat Dixon. I <laughs> <laughs> like to be in that company, huh? I, I feel so good about that, that, that uh, you know... Uh, Obviously, uh, I'm probably the least famous to, out of the three. Probably, I'm but not going to say for sure. You should be, you should be in the middle probably. of that group. Though. I think you should be dead smack <laughs> in the middle. You're somewhere between Amy and Polly at this point. Hey, I want to say uh, <laughs> quickly to get off that subject. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, I, I got a. Uh, we put on a, a comedy show at uh, New York Vintners. That was a real blast. Thanks to uh, people who came out, anybody who actually listens. I know there's a guy named uh, Max who came to this one. He's come to two of these events now. And uh, he's, really just the, he's, he's this great dude who uh, is a fan of the show. And uh, two of these events, man, I mean, like, uh, the tickets are like 140 bucks. Yeah, that thing's no joke. There's dinner involved and everything. It's a great night. So uh, you got to... You gotta you get you gotta be grateful that that you have fans who will turn up in the most unlikely places, like a pop up dinner in a uh, high end wine store. What a strange place to have a comedy show, huh? Yeah, it is. And uh, the food is Chef uh, Ryan Smith makes this meal, and it was a lamb shank this time. Wow. He I, and I told him, you know, when he did it, when we, did, you know, he he reached out to me uh, a couple of years ago, and he goes, "Hey, maybe three, four years ago." How would you like to do a show, New York City Crime Report themed, do it in this store? I have an illegal restaurant. That was the way he put it. It's not illegal. It's just it feels borderline. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's a pop-up, you know, so it's not like it gets a, a, in, well, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, but the meal, all I said was that, like, look, I, mean, I like great food and everything, but it's got to be stuff that you can eat. It's got to be stuff that it's like, I'm not going like, wait, what is this exactly? And like, right. I don't, and, and, and he shot for that. There's still things I can't identify and refuse to eat. Some kind of a cheese that Mike Figgs knew what it was, and I didn't know what the hell it was. Some Italian shit that, uh, you know, that he knows all about, uh, even though he's Puerto Rican. We can only hope to someday be as cultured as Mike Figgs. <laughs> Mike Figs. We can ex- we can aspire to his level of sophistication. I mean, yeah, we it, dare to dream. Dare to dream. <laughs> you know, he's a foodie. He's a foodie. That guy. I want to go back to. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Staten Island briefly. A Shaolin man. He wants a judge to allow the ultimate punishment for his Richmond neighbor's dog. Richmond being Richmond County. Richmond, uh, the the Staten Island, uh, the Staten Island Island, and and uh, he wants to he wants to see his dog dead. Uh, his dog is known throughout the city as a bloodthirsty killer. After killing, you know, two dogs and a cat and biting two people who wow. didn't die, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of damage. Let me guess, Pitbull. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be a Pitbull. Yeah, it's it, no, it's oh no, it's Pitbull the singer's dog. <laughs> No, it's pit. It's a pit bull. Earlier this year, Caesar, an excessively aggressive pit bull canine of the high density variety, mauled the neighbor's forgotten burrow dog Charlie, who was gone but not forgotten by his 77-year-old owner Eugene Charles. See, uh, Eugene Charles named his dog Charlie after himself. That's how much he cared about this dog. I, it, for me, I would have a hard time becoming too attached to a Chihuahua <laughs> because. It's the most cat-like of all the dogs, I would think. It's rat-like. Rat-like. Yeah, it's cat-like. Rat-like. The, that short hair, though, yeah. and I guess 
cats have that, like all the hair goes in one direction. I like a dog where the hair doesn't all go in one direction. Right. And the pit bull is one of those dogs too. Smooth. A smooth yeah. dog like kind of weirds me out. feels you, too. You, you know. think dogs should be fluffy. Yes, I do. Yeah, fluffy. I think they should be, well, I, I think fluffy makes it sound kind of queer. <laughs> How about uh, lush? You like a lush dog? <laughs> like a very plush. <laughs> plush. A shaggy is yeah, how I would shaggy, put it. Okay. I like a shaggy dog. I like a dog that has some oil in its coat so, and, and, and that hasn't just been run through the machine. You I know? think shaggy opened for Pitbull on the road. They had a hell of a concert in Miami. It wasn't me. <laughs> well, uh, yes, this dog, Charlie's Chihuahua, uh, now uh, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just a tragedy how this happened. Charlie's Chihuahua, Charlie, oh, actually it's, uh, Charles's Chihuahua, Charlie, go. was in Charles's charge when suddenly Caesar charged Charlie. Come on. Pitbull Caesar sunk his teeth deep into the much smaller dog's body, dragged him along, and he refused to let go. You know how they do that. They Once they sink their teeth, it's like cutting off a piss. It's not going to happen. Yet. And Charles intervened. Caesar bit him. Charlie died on the sidewalk, and... Uh, that was right at Railroad Avenue. If you want to go see it, there's a little chalk outline. <laughs> a little chihuahua. <laughs> Previously, the mongrel menace mauled a Maltese after escaping his backyard enclosure. This dog cannot be stopped, certainly not by his uh, irresponsible owners, his inattentive uh, uh, you know, masters. The city uh, determined uh, that Caesar would be euthanized owing to his aggressive disposition, his powerful jaws, and the proven careless behavior of those masters uh, in a just world, they they really, I think people should be able, and, and, you know, not everybody feels this way, but they should be able to walk around their neighborhood just with some sense of safety and comfort, you know, for themselves. I mean, like, uh, you know, you, you don't expect to just be able, oh, I can go anywhere and do anything at any time. I can behave in any way and people can't hurt me. I mean, take responsibility for yourself. However, you should be able to know that a, 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 a fucking angry beast is not going to charge out of his backyard and kill your dog. You know, I mean. Uh, or attack you. Or attack you. Yeah. That's the other thing is that, like, if the guy hadn't had the chihuahua, maybe he just comes straight for him, you know. No, I was attacked by a dog when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. My mother asked me to uh, take out the trash. This, I grew up in Baltimore. My mom says, you know, help your mommy out and take out the trash. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a good boy. I'll do that. I grabbed the trash. And, yeah, as I had done so many nights before, age five. And the uh, local, friendly neighborhood dog that had never done anything to anyone sure. wanted me dead that night. I got 17 stitches. Wow. And for forever, I couldn't go near a dog. I had a irrational fear of dogs after that because it was just one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. How irrational? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think you can trust the neighborhood dog and then you learn that you can't when you're five... That's a harsh lesson at five. Yeah. You know, that would be a harsh lesson at 25. That Well, I mean, yeah. And, and the older you get, the more harsh it becomes. Like, yeah. I've been around dogs my whole life. What's the big deal? Suddenly. But I think that they turn on little things yeah. because that's what they can take. Yeah. This dog was definitely much larger than I. And also, th there might have been something in that trash bag that kind of got that dog's attention. Because this dog, he never had a leash. This dog used to play with all the kids in the neighborhood. It mm -hmm. wasn't really a, an issue. It's the only time this happened. But, you know, back then, this dog, you know, he was pretty much euthanized the, either the same day or the next day. There was not really a, a question about whether this dog would be allowed to live after he had attacked a five-year-old boy. It was either you or him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he didn't get me, so he's got to go. I wonder what that is that you were carrying out. It was like the... the uh, can you take out this bag of bones? There might have been some old like pork chops in there or something. <laughs> but really, if he wanted them that bad, he didn't have to like attack me. You know. What kind of dog was this? It was a a mix between a black lab and a Cujo. Pretty sure. <laughs> no, I don't know. I would have guessed uh, that it might have been one of these. Uh, now I, I now I can't remember the name, but it's uh, the dog uh, that has, it starts with an L, I think, and it has a weird tongue sometimes. Uh, uh, multicolored tongue. I'm sure everyone. You know those listening. really ugly dogs that, no, that are like Chinese or something. <laughs> God damn! What are those things called? Why Nothing is against racial? the Chinese. Yeah, I don't know. I, but it was a dog. That, uh, it's political. I fear the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, fear is over. They. What was the name of the dog? I can't. I'll think of it. Every later. listener right now is screaming the name of the dog. I know. I know. Yeah, I, uh, terrible just, that way. I don't. I don't know my dog. Well, they're known to be aggressive, and and uh, many of those breeds. When they, I mean, like I was called a dog racist once uh, yeah. via Facebook uh, <laughs> Messenger. But, uh, you know, people get this idea that like dogs are like, you know, people, and that like if you if you judge. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's hard to even say it. <laughs> yeah. a, a type of dog, a breed of dog. Like, oh, this dog is more aggressive. They think you're being somehow like politically incorrect, and uh, it's it. Uh, that's ridiculous to me. Statistically and, speaking, sure, the dogs who attack most tend to be of the pit bull variety. And there's absolutely no mitigating thing where you can say like, well, they, you know, what about slavery? You know, right. <laughs> These dogs come up in bad neighborhoods. Yeah. This dog didn't fair. have a father. You the know? system isn't set up to protect these dogs. <laughs> That's right. This, yeah, we, there's, there's, what is it? Uh, I guess it would be like a human privilege. Right. You know? yeah. Check your human privilege. Check your human privilege. It's only a matter of time until dogs get the vote. I don't think that you're a dog racist at all. No. Well, that's, you, some, well someone with an irrational fear of dogs would be on my side. Exactly. I I, did you ever overcome that? I did, yeah. At this point, I'm able to be around dogs. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with Caesar the pit bull. Come here, boy. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to love this dog. <laughs> it's a it's a Doberman Pinscher. My grandpa had a Doberman Pinscher. Oh, and man, they're that, vicious. I mean, this dog was just... Absolutely uh, in charge, you know. Yeah. Like when you come in, no, you are uh, at his service. The dog's name uh, uh, was Satan. It literally <laughs> was Satan. It no, my my grandfather named his dog Satan, and he was a very religious man. Yeah. He named his dog the Enemy. Uh, I thought that was a. I mean, obviously, it's particularly intimidating. But then again, anybody that that dog attacks, it's not as if it's going to get the name first. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anybody naming a pet? Satan. Satan. What happened to Fido? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Rover. That used to be a great name. What for happened a dog? to any other name? Any other name. And the dog, you know, when you think of a dog like that licking its chops, you know, and being like, oh, ah. And the dog's name is Satan. You, you could, I'm sure, easily formulate the notion that the dog is from hell. And that he's there to deliver you to your grave, as I'm so, uh, as I'm sure that that Charles, Mister Eugene Charles, must have felt, and still seems to feel about this dog Caesar. Uh, now Caesar, uh, yeah, he should have been immediately put to death. I well, think, Caesar, like you said, in a simpler time, you know. Caesar, it's, it's kind of ironic that such a bad dog would be named Caesar because the most famous dog trainer in the world is Caesar. The guy Caesar Milan or something like that. Oh, he had that TV show about like teaching dogs. How so about that? There's an irony here. This dog should be named Satan. Yeah, <laughs> the other dog or the other Caesar. I thought you were going to make some reference to uh, Julius you know, Caesar. To, to Julius Caesar. <laughs> yes. Well, he was friends with Jesus of Nazareth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you know, of Nazareth. Of, of Nazareth. Of the Nazareth Jesuses. <laughs> the Nazarenes. Uh, people should take care of their of, of their uh, you know. Of, of their dogs, and, and they want to be able to walk around without fearing for the lives of their shitty little animals and uh, and of themselves. Now, uh, I think that uh, Caesar's owners, though, and this is something that, again, when we talk about stuff that wouldn't have happened long ago, and I like talking to people of a certain age because always more than willing to talk about how much better things once were, and they're always right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he would have been put to death, unceremoniously shoveled into an incinerator, and uh, but the, here's what they're going to do now. They're going they're suing. They are not going to allow the uh, justice to be meted out. Uh, their their cute little uh, ball of muscle and rage uh, gets to live on. Right now, he's in this shelter. Uh, you know, I, I guess like a halfway house for dogs. <laughs> so you can imagine it's not very nice. <laughs> There's a criminal element there, yeah. and he's uh, in a cage. He it's has just pit bulls and. Dobermans, yeah. German Shepherds. There's this huge, you know, uh, underground, uh, you know, black market on the bones and <laughs> treats and shit like that. You know, I mean, if you've got a, a, sque a, 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 squeaky, a squeaky toy or something like that, <laughs> a, a black market baby, you know, yeah. that you can get. The dogs love to eat babies. Those pit bulls, yeah, man. Yeah. They, 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 man, that is their favorite meal. Yeah. Is a baby's head, and they eat it often. And, and see, that's the other thing. People who have little kids. Who just go like, no, this dog's fine. I see these people, these anti-pit bull prejudice activists. You know, there's whole pages of it on Facebook. I don't have time to, you know, set up a page about how much I hate pit bulls. Because, you know, if I don't have a kid that died of it or anything like that. You know, I mean, I can generally avoid them. But, uh, man... <laughs> If only I did, I could. I, I think I'd be pretty good at it. They, but they have these pictures of the dogs with their kids. They're like, "Ooh, look at that vicious pit bull!" You know, uh, playing with this baby and shit like that. And then you could have a kid like that forever, uh, you know, for years, and, and nothing goes wrong. And then suddenly one day, 
the pit bull, something kicks in, you know, yeah. they snap and then they get vicious. Well, they're going to court now and uh, they're trying to save the stuff. They say that the, the, the city violated their rights because there's state protocols that they didn't follow in trying to get this dog put down. And, uh, you know, he's pleading with the judge, Mr. Charles, saying, you got to go forward with this fucking execution, you know. Uh, don't allow this uh, animal to come home, live in our neighborhood, and, and kill anything anymore, you know. And then, of course, the owners now go, oh, no, we'll, we're going to do everything it takes. You know, he'll complete a course and all this shit. Should have done that before. Yeah. It's, why does it take somebody getting killed, even if it is a stupid little chihuahua, you know? Uh, well, not only that, but this lawyer... Richard Rosenthal, the shyster who the couple retained to turn a simple matter of public safety and fairness into a complete legal clusterfuck, <laughs> intends to not only drag out the court case, because if they find against them, they're going to appeal, he says, also threatens to file a class action lawsuit on behalf of all dogs nice. because of the conditions <laughs> at the shelter. <laughs> conditions at the... He's, yeah. in, he's in solitary right now. He's got fluid in his lungs, and he's lost weight. Oh, man. Why don't we fix Rikers first? Yeah. You know, no, we have to take care of Caesar and his ilk. <laughs> Top priority <laughs> for the taxes. Well, there has been a recent uh, spike in violent crime in parks, and uh, this is... This is a story that uh, that did kind of emerge uh, as of, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the five boroughs, robbery uh, is up, rapes are up, murders are up. Uh, and uh, it's, it's uh, coming from a watchdog group, New York City Park Advocates. They found felonies are up. Uh, crime's down, by the way. That's the thing they noted at the very end of the article, by 1.4%. Crime overall. overall. Yeah, but, right. but crime in parks, and I mean, uh, what do you attribute that to? Well, first of all, I think it's incredible that there's such a thing as a park watchdog advocate group. <laughs> there's probably competing <laughs> ones in this city. I mean, there are people that are, you know, one of them is called Walk in the Park. That's the name of the organization, <laughs> Walk in the Park, and they're, they're monitoring how much crime is occurring in parks. Now you said you don't have time to set up a like a doggy website, right? Somebody, but it's really because n nothing horrible ever happened to you with a dog that made you want to be an activist, right? What happened to you that you want to be uh, the guy who made walkinthepark.org? <laughs> uh, yeah, we would have to investigate that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. Maybe the guy, man, park uh, violence is probably bad. I think because when you're in the park. You let your guard down. Yeah, you're running. You're going for a jog, whatever. You're just hanging out. A lot of girls go there. Yeah. So there's always, like, women who are, um, you know, uh, attractive for the most part. You know, when you think about the more attractive people, those are the people that are outdoors, most likely. Right. They're out there, you know, uh, you, I don't know. I'm, of course, the way I imagine a park in my in my head is never like what it is. I mean, they're setting up, like, picnic blankets and shit. You're making it sound pretty damn good, Pat. <laughs> I can't believe I'm... It's good. It's not good during garbage season. Right. For crying out loud. <laughs> This has been the smelliest. Yeah, Can I just say, you? I've probably said this before on this very show, Penn Station smells like a human shit. It smells like that. You know how, like, you're walking down the street and it pops up occasionally, you know? You smell, uh, I, and when I describe the, the smell, like, you smell shit sometimes, big deal. No, it's like you start looking for it. Like, where is the enormous pile of some sort of feces that's putting off the smell. It smells like it's right under your chin and someone's blowing it on you. And sometimes that is happening. So if you haven't visited New York, recommend taking the train to Penn Station. <laughs> I recommend. You're I recommend welcoming. you do not come in August <laughs> because it is pervasive. Now, you, yeah. I remember the smell of the garbage. I think it's overtaken the smell of the garbage. There used to be a strong trash smell called garbage season. You could smell the garbage juice boiling in the streets, in the gutters, in the alleys. And sort of like uh, wafting up in that incredible humidity that we get. But now it's feces. You know? So, I mean, like, I guess it just pick your poison. Uh, I, I personally prefer the garbage. <laughs> I don't know. I, I beg to differ. Yeah. I say we've come a long way. <laughs> this is progress. This is de Blasio's New York. <laughs> progress, America. 417 people reported being the victims of violent crimes in city parks. Uh since, oh, well, the period ending March 31st, uh, up from 340, the earlier period. These numbers always fail 
to alarm me because yeah. I think like that's variance. It's only seventy-seven people. Uh, Christ, that's you know, I mean, that's considerable, sure, you know, but it's also not. It, it does. It doesn't seem like in, insane, you know. Like it's not like there's uh, people out doing the wild thing and stuff, right, you know. Right. Like back I'm in the not day. going to stop going to the parks based on the fact that. 300 people in a year were crime victims in all the parks. I'm sure as hell not going to start. <laughs> so <laughs> I like the parks. You know, I enjoy the city parks. Also, I noticed my park of choice, Central Park, is not even included on this list because it has its own police department. Yes, its own precinct. A separate precinct just for Central Park. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's amazing that it does. It's, it's gigantic. That's Central, huge Central park, park, yeah. park is, is not actually the biggest park in New York City, though. That's surprising, isn't it? That it, is surprising. The, the uh, Pelham Bay, well, it's it's up towards Pelham Bay. I, I think it's Pelham Bay Park. That's in the Bronx, right? And it's huge. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 the size of like ten or eleven Central Parks. Yeah. I, I don't know if it really is, but it, no, it's larger than Central Park. Oh, lots of people getting raped there. Yeah, it's rape. Huge. It's a rape yeah. fest. <laughs> <laughs> just they should get the word rape into a park. Yeah. And then see if we can just like hurt all the. Uh, you know, but we had a couple of joggers get killed um, recently. There was one who came from Manhattan, got killed jogging in uh, in Boston somehow. Wow! And then there was one uh, who got killed, as we know, in, in the park in Queens. And they're still looking for that guy. Uh, one guy passed muster on his. Uh, you know, they they looked into his life. The 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 uh, father of the the victim uh, pleaded with him to come out and and speak to the police, and the guy did. And he is completely clean. He's not considered a suspect. They didn't even give his name. They don't want to ruin his, ruin his reputation. You don't even want to be associated with something like that. And the guy is, he was a guy who used to jog there a lot. And as the father put it, just fell off the face of the earth after the murder. Uh, he hurt his knee and stopped jogging. So that's the end of that. He's they a, did release a sketch of him. They might not have released his name, but I've seen a sketch when they were looking for him. Really? Yeah, there was a sketch of him all over the news. I had no idea. Uh, so even if you don't know his name, if you happen to know the guy, you know who they're talking about. Okay, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, that is a different story. It still yeah. hurts your reputation. We're not going to say who it is, yeah, but, but he, he looks, looks like this. Exactly <laughs> like this picture. <laughs> it's kind of worse, really. Yeah. Yeah, because people then who recognize your face don't even know your name. Might not know your name, but say, yeah, I know that guy. He gets coffee here every Thursday. <laughs> Watch out for him. He's a... Park murderer. Yeah, he's a Thursday coffee drinker, too. <laughs> Good customer. That's $2 a week. You know, the uh, pictures of people on the subway, that always scares me a little bit. Oh, yeah. I was on a train one time in, in Brooklyn, and this woman put a, pointed a camera at me, and I think she, she was flirting is what she was doing. She was just like, you know, like, I was to look up and see that she was pointing a camera at me. A little creepy. And I reacted just sort of like... Uh, what you know, like kind of like that, and, and then she lost interest due to my uncool reaction. Yeah. What are uh, you supposed to do? Slick your hair back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Let me put my uh, sunglasses on for this. I, I work hard on the hair. And you yeah. Take a picture. <laughs> she was. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. She looked young and and stupid, uh, or too smart for her own good, which I put that in the category was stupid. I uh, I tell you, it, but if your picture comes out in uh, uh, association with you know anything that happens in a subway, then like it, it seems as if you're kind of guilty until proven innocent. Uh, you know, what I mean, because hey, there you are, you're, it's floated out there. I I wonder how many false uh, reports or like unreasonable reports go out. It's really hard to say, isn't it? The last guy uh, to be famously, uh, I guess, sort of. You know, charged in this falsely thing. accused. Well, no, yeah. probably quite <laughs> rightly accused was um, uh, a guy who was arrested uh, after another woman came forward too. So, like, there was that video where this woman was just like going off on the guy on the train. I oh, mean, that she, guy. Oh, yeah, God. This guy's <laughs> holding a backpack on his lap, and the video picks up after the apparent masturbation. He's touching himself behind that bag. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't doubt that he was. I mean, like, it's you know, it's it's a pretty good ruse. You know, he maybe <laughs> I don't know. He didn't have his dick out. Right. Um, which, uh, by the way, I saw, I saw my first uh, masturbator, my first public masturbator. Oh, hey, and, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it took a long time. How long have you been in New York? I've been in New York 10 years. Oh, just and, 10, okay. Yeah, and so it came uh, uh, last, uh, well, it didn't come, I didn't stay and watch. <laughs> but if he, if he didn't speed up, it was going to take a while. No, it was a guy laying against a, a wall mm. in time, in, in time square, time 
square. Right. He's 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 sitting against a wall, and uh, I I think he had like a something that he was kind of pulling down over it a little bit, like a hoodie or something. It's just like stroking and sitting there. It was like a fucking creepiest, most disgusting thing. I can see why people get mad about shit like that. Obviously, I've never been pro that, but something about actually seeing it makes you go, that's real. You know what I would like to see just once? A beautiful woman doing the same thing on the subway. (laughs) You just picture it like some gorgeous... 25-year-old model. She's feeling horny. She's on the A train heading uptown. She just can't wait till she gets home. Yeah. She just puts her fingers in her skirt. And mm. who would say anything other than, bravo, miss. Yes. Bravo. People would start throwing money and not change. <laughs> but you got to make it the female equivalent of one of these dirt bags. Right, yeah, no. That's so not, maybe not a model. Yeah. It would be, you know, somebody along the lines of like like an Amy Poehler or something right. like that. Right, <laughs> I don't know the guy on the subway with the with the backpack. He's not a terrible looking guy. Yeah, he's not like a trashy looking guy. He's no. just like a a guy that felt like getting a little freaky one day and did it across from the wrong lady. And apparently two days, because uh, right, because uh, the, there was before. that corresponding report, and she uh, also yeah. had him on video, but yeah. she didn't do anything about it. Well, this lady posted it on Facebook. This is your this is social justice gone right. Yeah, the cops actually start looking for this guy. They find him and. I've never seen a more abashed-looking fellow as as this guy as he gets up to get off the train, as she has ordered him to do. Oh, she yeah. starts screaming. She's like, what are you, touching your dick? <laughs> you touching your dick? You won't touch your dick? And, and she starts off kind of like just like sarcastic. What yeah. are you doing, touching your dick? Yeah. And then as she sees that the guy is going to just sit there and absorb this, she, you know, her confidence and her anger swells into, I mean, a long crescendo uh, towards the end. It spikes. I've never, I've honestly, I've, I've, (laughs) it's just, she's, as she screams at this guy, he sits there looking at her uh, like he's expressionless. He's Um, totally busted. I mean, he was caught in the act. And now he's being embarrassed in front of, I mean. A full train. A full train of people. Someone who's doing that in public is the worst kind of coward. You know, he doesn't have the uh, gumption to actually approach a woman. So the only way he can uh, enjoy sex or a sexual experience is to be sort of discreet and, and you know, confidential about it, and Dis- he does discreet. Yeah, he was trying to be discreet. You know, I yeah. would say I would label that indiscreet. Indiscreet, but yeah, he, he's trying to cover what he's doing. You right. Know? Whereas the rest of the us, height of discretion. Right. Yeah. Well, the rest of us would approach a woman and actually try to to get sex. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're horny, you're supposed to try to get a woman to have sex with you. You're not supposed you to start with a number on the subway. <laughs> right. Well, you would take the, the necessary actions towards leading to your ultimate goal. Maybe he's just impatient. <laughs> Maybe he's not a coward. He's just taking he's a di- shortcut. He's indiscreet and impatient. I think it's beyond impatient. I think yeah. it's, I think it's that they, that's the only thing that gets him off. Yeah. That's a I mean? fetish. Yeah. yeah. When somebody's doing that, it has to be a fetish. Yeah. Some fetishes are not a guy. Well, uh, <laughs> so, he learned his lesson, I think, because, well, he's been arrested now, but I yeah. don't think it was even necessary. No. I think that he's reformed. I don't think he would ever have done it again after this that. This went on our Facebook, done. and they got it got like a trillion hits, yeah. you know, some un, ungodly number. It's three trillion now. Yeah, yeah. it's up to the three, three trillion. <laughs> it's the record-setting YouTube video yeah. of all time on Facebook. She's, uh, yeah, and, and proud of what she did, I'm sure. And the guy, you can, and I believe he's guilty. He's holding a book bag in front of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. He's rubbing himself through his pants, but, I mean, there's a log in there uh there's there's a whatever word you want to use for it there, there seems to be a pretty strong bump now there's other bad <laughs> shit you can do in the subway though uh a woman named zeta pew she's a publicity mad artist she unleashed i don't know what you would call it a, a plague of insects that's what the post calls it she comes on board the train and begins to uh she's pretending to be a homeless lady or something she's uh Walking around with crickets and worms. Now, this is sort of like 
this is normal on you know when you when you're on the D train in uh, you know Charleston, Tennessee. Absolutely, <laughs> when you're riding public <laughs> transportation, uh, you know down around uh, you know Kentucky or North Carolina or going to do wherever some fishing I'm from. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you go get some bait. You yeah. get back on subway. You go home. No big deal. But this is highly unusual. I don't even know where you would buy this number of crickets or worms on the uh, to 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 perform such a stupid act as this uh well she gets she's walking around on the train apparently um trying to make a viral video is what she's doing and she ends up pissing uh eventually but uh she's she has a couple of cohorts now you know co-stars and as she's walking around trying to sell them she's trying to sell Crickets, the crickets, yeah. and worms, because as we said, you might need some bait. And uh, one of uh, her cohorts slaps the things into the air, and there's crickets and worms all over the D train, which uh, you know, it, it, for for all the uh, vacationing uh, Louisiana uh, Bayou residents, was not a big deal. No big deal. But uh, for something like that to to be contained in a subway car with jumping, you know, crickets jump. No, oh, they chirp. Don't they chirp and jump and they do all the... <laughs> Well, they chirp when I'm on stage. I mean, like... <laughs> they jump when you're on stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the subway's disgusting enough already, right? <laughs> it's topped out. I mean, we don't need to add to the disgusting level of the D train. I don't understand... I, you know, I just think some people... She knew this would get her in the paper. Mm-hmm. This is the same uh, phenomenon as the guy who decided to suction cup his way to the top of the Trump Tower. He knew he would get in the paper. And now here we are talking about her. We're part of the problem, Patrick. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> if she was trying to get coverage on my show, yeah, it takes far less than this. <laughs> I mean, she's a, a, well, she's a performance artist. Right. And, and uh, she says she's trying to bring attention to the plight of homeless people with mental problems. By acting like the worst homeless person with the worst mental problem that you could possibly be. I've never seen a homeless person carrying crickets. I've never seen a homeless person selling worms. They ask for money. You don't want to give them money. They leave you alone, basically. Or they masturbate. Uh, Maybe. They masturbate. Or occasionally one of them will... uh, yeah, say, you know, wallop an old lady in the head with a two-by-four. It That's happens. It. And, and uh, they might try to push somebody in front of a train for no good reason. But when they do, they have the decency to leave the crickets at home. Yes, no bugs. <laughs> <laughs> we had crickets in my basement growing up. Disgusting. And I'd go down there and get stuff, oh. and, like, I, you could see them on the walls, and, like, I, I mean, I don't know how many, a lot, and... Uh, and I don't. I also don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. I don't know what that says about our home, that uh, that there were. <laughs> they never were considered a problem. Maybe they eat a smaller insect or something. Well, were you in a rural area growing up then? I mean, uh, as as it seems, it was a town about thirty five thousand people, forty thousand people. I guess that's pretty fucking that's uh, pretty rural. rural. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. Everybody knew everybody. But there were still places around there where people. Uh, came from those towns to come to our town for supplies. Oh, the big city. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so we had, you know, we had. Uh, well, we eventually got no Charlies. In, oh. in my town. Wow. Eventually. Okay. Well, just I mean, stop bragging. Stop bragging. <laughs> well, she's under arrest now. By the way, uh, this lady is is uh, learning her lesson. At first, she was very uh, unrepentant about this. She mm-hmm. said, "I would do it again. I would. I would have." Uh, you know, but she's 21 years old, and and it's just damn hard for a person like that to learn a lesson. No offense to the 21 year olds out there. I'm sure you're doing your best uh, with a bad situation, which is to be born so late into this damn planet. Uh, <laughs> it's a bad situation. It's a bad situation. <laughs> uh, they cause mass panic. Now, I should mention the exact order of how this happens. She comes on board. She's trying to sell these. Crickets and worms. Nobody wants to buy any crickets and worms. In fact, uh, it angers uh, a fake. And by the way, nobody would ever do that. Nobody would ever slap her cup of bugs or whatever she's holding uh, into the air. It's it had to be planned, you know. Accomplice, I mean? yeah, definitely accomplice. Yeah, there. It's a, yeah. It's a couple of them. So I don't know if they're going to be in trouble too. The bugs go every. I mean, can you imagine? Now somebody, uh, they all run down to one end of the car. Because they're like, we just want to not fuck with insects. We'll deal with it at the next stop. 
the lady, Miss Pugh, she uh, has to take a piss. Let me tell this in the appropriate order. Yeah. One of the passengers grabs the emergency brake, brings the train to a complete standstill. For 30 minutes, they're stuck in the car, baking because the air conditioning shuts off. And, you know, she decides she has to take a leak. She pisses all over the floor. Now, everybody who was on the other side of the car, she did it near that side of the car. So now they go back over to <laughs> <laughs> shift over away from the piss to pee near the bugs. I'll take the piss over the bugs. I would probably too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I, I walk through puddles of urine every day. Of course. So, uh, yeah, I would have thought nothing of it. But she's under arrest now and uh, she's charged with, well, let's see what it is reckless endangerment. It's reckless endangerment. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think that's what it is, actually. Yeah. Well, she didn't really plan on the, the, the car to be shut down. That's what she said. She, uh, she said, uh, you know, uh, the emergency break. She said, then there's the emergency break. That just made everyone panic even more. It wasn't supposed to go that way. It was supposed to be a one, two, three thing. Well, you know, Pat, the best laid plans of mice and men and crickets. <laughs> An idiot. An idiot. Performance yeah, artist. Performance artist that think they have everything planned out. I know how 75 total strangers will respond to me throwing crickets around the subway car. And yet, it, things didn't go the way they were supposed to. Go figure. Yeah. Hey, but the important thing is she's drawn some important attention oh, to yeah. the plight of the homeless. That's what matters here. She says, people need to stop pointing fingers. I know there's a lot of folks who are upset, but there's meaning behind what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I could just post my videos and let it go viral and not go on the news and stuff, but I don't because I want people to understand me and my message. Which is, I am an attention whore. <laughs> I want as much press coverage for my stupid act as humanly possible. It's just... Pat, how come the air goes off if you pull the emergency brake? That doesn't seem to add up, does it? Huh? Why would the air conditioning go off just because somebody pulls the emergency brake? Well, say the emergency is something related to the air conditioning. Well, like, suppose... say somebody is a little cold. <laughs> like, oh, shit. You need to shut this off. And there's only <laughs> one way to do it. Pull that cord. Don't ever pull that cord. There's never a reason to. Right. There's, I won't, I, there was a story we had. It was actually pre-crime report. I looked into it. It was, it was like a 98 or something like that. This guy stabbed a dude on the train, and somebody pulled the cord because somebody stabbed a guy. Fuck, now here we are. Stuck with a murderer. Car, in a car <laughs> with an angry killer. Yeah. Uh, Who's getting hotter by the second because yeah. the air is off. <laughs> This is horrible. <laughs> Worst day of my life. Yeah, they, they pulled the cord, and he and there he sits, and then it was awkward. Well, if there's no reason to pull the cord, why do we have the cord? That's something, that's a question for the MTA. Yeah. And I am not, I'm not, unfortunately, I am not uh, in any way qualified to answer that question. However, I can answer some questions about Anthony Weiner, if you have oh, any. Yeah. Anthony Weiner lives in New York. And uh, he was planning on moving to D.C. pretty soon. <laughs> it's yes. not going to work out now. His wife, Huma, uh, left him because he was, uh, once again, if you haven't heard, caught in the act of sexting with some chick who he's known since 2015. And he, uh, oh, my goodness, this was the worst one ever. Yes, yeah, so uh, the, the caption for the picture is, uh, look, who uh, someone just climbed into bed with me. And that, that's part of the sexting. They're sexting. Somebody just climbed into bed with me. You see the picture. He's laying there with his shirt off uh, in a pair of underwear. And uh, he seems to have, I don't know if it's hard or not. It's chubbed up. And uh, it's not like a, a conspicuous, complete erection. But uh, I know when my dick looks like that, it's, uh, <laughs> it's on the way. And the kid's laying there next to him, his head inches away from this uh, this weapon of destruction that he has um you have a kid i do now what you tell me a lot of people say you just don't understand until you have kids well what is what is it that wiener doesn't get that you get okay so wiener was try. i think that he was trying to be funny mm -hmm. he's like somebody just crawled into bed with me like trying to make the girl that you're flirting with jealous like, oh, oh, who's who's in bed with him now? You know, that sort of thing. Wow. And he thought it would be funny to say, uh, but see, it's just my son, ha, ha, ha. Not really paying attention to the fact that he's got a half-erect penis in his shorts. Mm. You know, that's the, that's the issue here. Yeah. If Wiener uh, didn't have this uh, 
the state of dress that he was in, yeah. that being almost completely undressed, uh, this would not be so controversial. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Right? If he were just there, like, in his pajamas, and he's flirting with some girl over... And now, by the way, he uses Twitter. Obviously, Wiener never heard of Snapchat, where everything disappears. Yeah. Well, as if anybody would let it disappear. I'm sure that <laughs> anybody sexting with Wiener is mindful of the fact that they could be in the news really easily, yeah. and, they take a, and they take a, what do you call it, a screenshot. Right, right, yeah. Grab. You can, but, you know, you could set your Snapchat to go pretty quick, where they have to be pretty quick on the trigger to... Yeah. Anyway, Wait, before we move forward, yeah. I'd be remiss if I did not mention that our teacher of the year uh, was in trouble for Snapchat. Snapchat, true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it happens, but, but it you does were saying, happen. Yeah. Please, anyone out there that wants to get in bed with your son and take pictures to send to a woman, don't blame me if you get caught just because you use Snapchat. Okay. That, I'm not. That, that is. Yeah. That's an issue. That's Do not an be issue. Out there. You know what? It's Clayton, Clayton Fletcher's fault. Fletcher said <laughs> he never told me. Yeah, I don't want to be blamed for your problems down the line. So I mean, yeah, you've made it known that that's the way to avoid it. You're yeah. trying to help these uh, pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that he has a. I don't think it, you know, obviously he has a history of sexting. He I does. think the penis was intentional. Yeah, I think that he was like, oh look, who just climbed into bed with me. Here's my son. He has a relationship with this woman, so she's kind of thinking he's on the level on some level. You know right. what I mean? Like, they have an understanding. And so the picture he sends is, uh, like, he's trying. He's saying, like, look, it's my son. But what he's also saying is, like, oh, oops, what? Did it, was I sexy? Oh, right. I, I, <laughs> he tries to be coy, right? He's, yeah. That's his thing. He's like, oh, uh, you know, I, I didn't mean to show you my half-erect penis. Now, what do you think was the, the why did this happen now? I mean... You know, I have a theory, and I, I always want to ask first and then before floating mine, uh, but uh, let me just go ahead and float mine. Yeah, go ahead. I think that this right here is is just, I think it's it's the kill order from Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Hillary says, I want to get to the White House. This guy's a liability. You obviously can't bring him to the White House. Now, how much better is it, instead of you leaving your husband, like some kind of, you know... Uh, you know, marriage imploded, you know, uh, and you stuck with them all this time. And now just when you're getting elected, you're going to come, you know, so you can't right. do that just when you're going to go to the White House. Well, we need something to happen. And it's, you don't have to dig hard to find anything on this guy. No, no pun intended. Uh, I think that uh, not only and, and there's an added benefit because now, you know, Huma, Huma, she's under a lot of um, scrutiny for her connections uh, to the Saudis. She has edited a journal for a number of years, or she did, uh, and, and you know, she claims uh, that it's like, oh, that was just an honorary thing. I was just on the masthead. But uh, 12 years or something like that, quite a while. Uh, a Sharia law, Sharia law journal. Uh, it's as Sharia as Sharia gets. And, you know, the mission statement of the, of the uh, journal is apparently something like, you know, take over the world, uh, a worldwide caliphate, take over the West. And that's who's going to the White House. So... It doesn't really seem to raise an eyebrow with a lot of people. Um, they think, oh, she's a nice lady. Look at her. She's, you know. She's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> she's How harmful can she be? She's I mean, pretty. She, she's married to the most obnoxious Jew on the East Coast. <laughs> I mean, how Sharia could she be? <laughs> but I think that's it. And I like I think, your theory, Pat. I think. And it has the added benefit of making her bulletproof because anybody right. who says anything about human now, watch. Look at all she's been through. She's been through a lot. She, she's a victim. She's a single mother now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With that creep. Well, I think you're right. I think your theory makes a lot of sense. And I think that, you know, just another part of this that we can't ignore is that in his own sweet way, Anthony Weiner reminds Hillary too much of Bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, absolutely. And, you know, it's just this. I don't like this kind of guy. It's bad enough. I've been married to one all this time. Mm -hmm. I don't want another one near me. If I'm if I'm bringing this Huma person into my life, I can't have this liability baggage guy. You know, Anthony Weiner has been in the public eye for a long time. He's a politician. Uh, he's supposed to represent us. And he's a stay-at-home dad currently <laughs> <laughs> for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, but he does represent us. I mean, I think that people in politics should be sexting other people. I think that it's it's humanizing. I don't think you should do it with your four-year-old son in the bed with you. Obviously, that's a no-no. Uh, but I, I I think the fact that Weiner, uh, you know, he, he's out there trying to. Use Snapchat or not Snapchat, actually Twitter, uh, to Twitter. try to talk to beautiful women. I just think you know people liked Bill Clinton for this same reason. You're like, I see a little bit of myself in that guy. I mean, we're flawed 
people. Yeah. The American public. And Wiener represents me a lot more than most of the politicians do. Well, at least your your darkest impulses. Yeah, perhaps. right. I mean, there's just something real about it. It's almost like when, when Bill tried to say, oh, I didn't inhale. It's like, come on, dude. You smoked pot. Just own it. You know? This guy's like, look, I like to... And nowadays, this is how people flirt anyway. It's not like sexting is some... It just sounds so much dirtier. This is how people flirt now yeah, yeah. in life. You know, yeah, he's he's keeping up with the times. Yeah, well, he has to learn about Snapchat, but he, he's, other he's than that, yeah. very close to keeping up with the times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I think those are both marriages for power, marriages for yeah. prestige. I mean, you know, Huma has known Hillary now for, since she was an aide in the two thousands, uh, earlier in the two thousands than than you know, Weiner uh, has been a congressman for some period of time, and I, I suppose at some point it must have represented a step up. Uh, but at this point, it's a gigantic liability, a millstone around her neck. She's not interested in dealing with that, and neither is Miss Hillary Clinton. I call her Miss because her marriage is a sham. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, do you remember when uh, Weiner was leading in the polls for mayor? He was a very electable candidate. He was very electable. And uh, if it was not for his proclivities, you know, we might have a very different situation. But right isn't now. that the problem with America? Why do we care what our politicians do when they're not doing their jobs? I'll tell you, because I don't want the mayor of New York uh, to be <laughs> too preoccupied with how he looks in a pair of tight designer underwear. <laughs> you know, go, go do a job. I mean, he, he says, like, I did a bad thing, but I did a lot of good things, too. Okay, I get it. I don't judge him harshly, but it, it, there's also the idea that it's some kind of a mental illness. Um, Newsroom Mandy Statmiller put out an article this week about Anthony Weiner and uh, about his uh, particular... She researched it very well, you know, and she talked to uh, a couple of uh, prominent psychiatrists and put it together and uh, I my theory was just that he's like he's an exhibitionist. No, you know? he's a narcissist. No, no, and I also mentioned narcissist. Yeah, because yeah. I think that those two can work well together. They can, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, he's peanut and, butter and jelly. And, and uh, I think that uh, he just you know get out of the public eye, do what you want, be in the public, go into show business, do something, right? But stop pretending that 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 you should be respected in any way. And when you stop looking for people's respect. Then you don't have to give a shit anymore. You know what I mean? Sex, all you want. We all do shit like that. It's just that you can't do it. A, when you're married, you're not supposed to do it. And and uh, B, when you're being judged uh, by the press and, and especially like, uh, it's funny how like how much uh, of a big deal uh, was made of of the of it among the like what we think of as the liberal press or something like that. But yeah. I think that's it. Is they want her husband to be terrible. And I guess they got what they wanted. They did. I can't stand by it. It's just, it's annoying to me because I, I guess other countries, they think we're ridiculous, that we're so obsessed with whether the president sent a, a picture of his penis to someone or whether the mayor did that or, or whether the president uh, had sex with one of the interns, you know, back in the day. Those mm -hmm. kind of scandals are much more detrimental to a politician's career in America than they would be in most European countries. Mm. Because over there, they say, well, you know, this is part of human nature, is that people are freaky. And just yeah. because you're the mayor doesn't mean you're not freaky. Yeah, they have a little bit more understanding. They have more there. understanding. And we just, we want to attack and everything but the issues, you know. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether he would have been a good mayor or not. He has a girl that he's been sexting while he was married, so this is just the end of the road for him. Such an easy explanation for that, you know, yeah. because people don't understand the issues, but they sure as hell understand a cheating-ass husband. Cheating-ass husband, yeah, that's no good. <laughs> and the guy who got accused of rape, uh, you know, um, Khan was his name. I can never think of it. He used to run the monetary fund. He was about to be, uh, I guess, what, like king of France or some shit. Uh, he, his King of France uh, bid was cut short. A little short there, but, yeah. Uh, because he, you know, came in some lady's mouth, and uh, you know, she said it tasted bad. That was. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but anyway, she claimed that he that he force head fucked her, and uh, uh, Dominique Strauss Kahn. I can't, I, I can't quite see this little frog overpowering this this woman, and uh, and I don't know. I mean, she it. They turned out to, to not pursue it. However, you know, like, let's be realistic. Uh, you know, they're all pieces of shit. I agree. Uh, like you said, 
we, we do judge them a lot more harshly on shit like that because nobody's really giving... Uh, I haven't heard anybody uh, that was like a fan of Hillary's be like, yeah, but I'm not too comfortable with um, Yuma, her, her aide's connection to uh, the Saudis who, you know, let's right. face it, who did 9-11. That's no fun. We can't talk about that, Pat. We got to talk about sexting. Yeah. Yeah, that's... They don't want to... <laughs> they don't want to talk about the actual issues. Yeah. Now, look, I don't think that it's a good idea or noble or something honorable for a married man to be... Uh, I mean, I'm a married man. I'm not sexting anyone. You know, I'm not sending pictures of my penis over Twitter. I'm, I hate I hate to break it to you, Pat. I know you're upset about that. Yeah. But <laughs> I've waited so long. You look, you look very disappointed. You really let me down. Yeah. Well, well you know, just get on Snapchat and we'll talk. Hey, you know what? I, I have a beautiful wife, uh, and you also yeah. have an extremely Thank beautiful you. wife. Thank and, you. Uh, and you're a very lucky man, and you have a very lovely uh, home, and, and I've, I've been to your home. And, yes, uh, you have. And, and you have a very lovely uh, child, and, and you have a very... Happy existence on this planet. I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you. And uh, and I'm a big. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to be your friend because I regard you as a person who is unquestionably good. You know, and that's something that's rare. <laughs> you know, and and you can tell in somebody's nature. You know, when, when they have that. And Clayton Fletcher is a man who has that. I mean, anybody who learns five parts to never go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they paid me. It wasn't charity. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. But still, I mean, yeah. they, imagine the frustration. Yeah. You know, and 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 hey, good to be in stand-up where you only have to learn one role. One that's role. yourself. That's it. And play it well. And and I know that you do. I know you got some dates coming up. Do you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, every Friday. Greenwich Village Comedy Club. It's the Clayton Fletcher Show. Mm-hmm. Special guests. That means uh, I don't remember who all's booked, but we have special <laughs> guests coming up. Yeah, I mean, keep it timeless. You know, <laughs> this show's going to run a long time. I know I've done it as long back as a, a couple years ago. Uh, at I least guess. five years. You've yeah, been doing, yeah, maybe uh, more. It's uh, and it's always great. Yeah, it's a great time. It's every Friday, eight o'clock. Uh, you can check my website, ClaytonFletcher.com for the dates and when I'm going to be there and who else will be with me when Pat Dixon will be making his triumphant return. Oh, it won't be long. Show. Yeah, yeah. It seems like I'm there almost every month. And yeah. One thing that's great is that, uh, I, I like that you didn't get, get cre- don't get creative with your website name. No. Clayton Fletcher.com. Yeah. Keep course, it simple. If you want to find me and my dates, it's Pat Dixon, NYC.com because Pat Dixon.com was taken by some libertarian in Texas or Come something. Come on. I'm killing him in Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're the first one. I yeah, yeah. take that other Pat Dixon, <laughs> as my friend Jason Canner once said. Uh, I went, yeah. So uh, we'll see you at, at Greenwich Village Comedy Club one Friday coming up soon, and uh, it's a, a pleasure to talk to you. I feel like we we had some stories that we didn't get around to. We will cover those on a future show. And I had to tell them about playing Jesus of Nazareth. That was more important. It's definitely newsworthy. (laughs) Uh, A couple of uh, uh, bikers, a bunch of bikers, a couple are under arrest. Dirt bikers have shut down Times Square. Uh, for just a little bit, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard. It's, they got to get a lot of attention. These are uh, the same type of dirt bikers who came and beat the shit out of that Asian dude a little while back. We all remember that story. That guy got it good. Well, they were doing donuts and burnouts. They shut down a, a corner. Well, we'll tell you all about it uh, on the next show. Also, uh, coming up on a future show, uh, we'll be talking about uh, uh, the imam uh, killer. who uh, They're having a hard time pinning this thing on Mr. Morell. Uh, and uh, they they have a, a already one witness who couldn't pull him out of a lineup, and uh, well, you know, good luck, good luck with that case. You know, I mean, if he did it, and uh, some people want it to be a hate crime. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it, but they need a they needed a suspect. They needed an arrest. This right. guy was at the you know he left the scene of an accident. It was a hit and run, and uh, and that was just you know very close to the time. I think it was within an hour of this incident. So they go, okay, well, this guy works. He'll, he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> they found a gun, uh, it, but they didn't find any, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I don't th- I don't know if there was gunpowder on his hands or not. You know, there's so much to all this stuff. We'll get into all the details on an upcoming show. Also, a cold case that's heated back up again. A 1990 murder. That was the murder uh, the zenith of murders, uh, murder years. It was it was over two thousand murders a year, twenty four hundred murders, I think. This was one of them. It was never fully investigated, apparently. And uh, his girlfriend is who they've arrested. You know, she's been living in Rhode Island for fucking twenty years or whatever. You know, and now they've raked this back up. I hope that uh, 
you know, they get to the bottom of it. I, I feel bad for her because it seems like she's become a, a rather good citizen out there in Rhode Island. She's bus a, driver. A bus driver. <laughs> well, she's a school bus driver. Yeah, school bus driver. She, she's not like a Ralph Cramden or something. This yeah. is the, the kindly lady. Her name is, uh, well, let me see if I can get my glasses on underneath. It's Zunilda Rosario. And uh, she is stunned and out of place in her uniform there, her jail issued uniform. So um, look out. Uh, for that coming up in an upcoming show. Clayton Fletcher, ClaytonFletcher.com. Also, uh, Broadway, uh, Broadway on the radio, Broadway... Broadway Comedy Club Radio. Broadway Comedy Club Radio, yes, with Al Martin, the great Al Martin. he's terrific. We'll look forward to having him on an upcoming show, too. Uh, Thanks one more time, Clayton Fletcher. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over?